0: Hey, everybody, welcome back. This is Todd Sylvester once again with another amazing Belief Cast for you today. Uh, I have a guest on. Her name's Becky Andrews. Welcome. Thank you. Yeah. Happy
1: to be here.
0: Yes, she has her dog Georgie with us as well and her husband Steve, correct? Yeah. yeah so we got a full house today. <laughs> and uh, I want to, you know, first again, thank my listeners. Uh, we have had thousands and thousands of downloads over the last couple of weeks. And I just want to Thank you for your support, and it's also because we've had some amazing guests, and today's no different. Um, Becky Andrews is a motivational speaker, author, mental health counselor. She's a wife, uh, a mother of two. Um, She has her own um, small business called, uh, what's it called again?
1: Resilient Solutions.
0: Resilient Solutions, which we'll get more into as well. Has a non-profit, which we're gonna get into as well. Um, When she was 18 years old, she was diagnosed with uh, retinitis pigmentosa. Did I say that correct? Right. Yes. Which we'll get into and we'll let our listeners know what that is. It's quite fascinating how you handled that and how you've been handling that. Uh, you live life to the fullest. Uh, you're truly an inspiration to so many people and, uh, I'm just excited to have you on my show. So thank you for being here. Thank you. <laughs> so why don't you give our listeners a little background on you? Like where you grew up and a little bit about your family life.
1: Hey, okay, I grew up in Cache Valley Logan area okay. in a um, cute town Providence had a just great childhood right. um, two older brothers spend a lot of time you know paper dolls clubhouse uh-huh. um,
0: did you get your brothers yeah. to play dolls with you as no well? they, <laughs> they were good at
1: <laughs> teasing me right. <laughs> right. <laughs> went to a lot of ball games cheering them on and right. they Cheered me on, but um, yeah, had a good, good, happy childhood. I think that my parents, you know, instilled in me that I was enough. Right, I was um, just loved, which certainly helped me later on. You know, during that, some struggling some tough times, times. Yeah, yeah. Well,
0: let's talk about that just for a sec. Where how did they instill in, into you that you were enough? I mean that's a pretty important thing as a parent. I'm a parent of four kids mm. myself, and you know I don't know if there's a manual behind it, but uh, we really do try to instill in our kids that they're good enough, that, that they matter. How did your parents do that, and how did they get that message across to yeah. you? Yeah, <laughs>
1: um, boy, that is—it's hard to put into words, isn't it? I <laughs> right. mean, my dad passed away in June, so I think I've had more time to okay. look back and reflect on that. But yeah. they did that. Um, you know, simple things from, you know, just believing in me. I, I look back, retinitis pigmentosa starts usually when you're younger. We didn't have a diagnosis when I right. was young, but we knew I couldn't see at night. Okay. And um, I remember at Halloween, it wasn't, the option didn't seem to be, oh, well, don't go out and trick or treat. It was, what tools do you need? Do we need to get you a bigger flashlight? Or let's let your friends know so that you can, you know, they can help you. And and I've reflected on that, that kind of can-do attitude.
0: So it's almost like your parents didn't hinder you because of what was going on. It was almost like, how can we make this work better for you? Yeah, let's find a way. I like that. Yeah. Let's find a way. Yeah, powerful. So, how young were you when you realized that, uh, you know, you're having some issues with your eyes?
1: I was actually three.
0: Okay, when, so that um,
1: We were at the Jungle Book, and okay. I walked into a wall, and um, you know, missed the corner. Okay. So so um, night blindness was the first I remember kind of faking it when. When my friends would say, "Look, there's the Big Dipper, or whatever. Can you see it?" and just kind of, <laughs> "Yeah, yeah, cool." Not have, not so not being able to see stars, um, night games. You know, right. trying to figure out a way to kick the can. <laughs> you <laughs> couldn't find the can. <laughs> yeah, and,
0: can's over here somewhere. Yeah, but
1: so, but, but really, but you were doing those things anyways. Doing though. them, trying yeah. to figure it out, but. But I realized after I was diagnosed, like, feeling like, oh, there's something wrong with me. Right. You know? Yeah, um, what's going so on So a little here, bit yeah. of that sense, I think I okay. carried with me. Yeah. Like, something's off. You right. know, like in high school, guys would say, you know, you walked right by me. Um, or I <laughs> stuck out my hand. Someone would say, I stuck out my hand to shake, to shake your hand and you... Ignored me. You didn't even say hi. And yeah, and I remember thinking, God, oh, what, what am I doing? Yeah. What am I missing here? Okay. Because with retinitis pigmentosa, you, you first don't have night vision. Okay. And then your peripheral vision. So you gradually, your it to kind shrink. of starts shrinking. Oh, okay. And so, but I didn't know that it. I didn't know that my vision wasn't normal Okay. because even though I was being hauled into the ophthalmologist each (laughs) year, um, they weren't picking up, you know, this was lots of years ago. Gotcha. They weren't picking up the, that disease because I was still seeing straight on 2020. Gotcha. So all the things out to the side I was missing. So I remember, um, trying out for the rifle corps. And, okay. um, you know, just war- my my brother got a friend that was on the team to kind of help me, and we just could not figure out why I was not getting it.
0: Right, right. So
1: there was a sense of kind of feeling clumsy and awkward.
0: Right, okay. So. Do, you, do you ever remember, you know, going back a little bit when you said you were out playing with the kids, night games and things like that? Did you ever feel sad about your situation? Did you ever, you know, did you ever find yourself in your room kind of feeling down about what was going on or did it never even not, phase you or
1: Not at that point. Okay. It just seemed like a kind of a little inconvenience, like, oh, Becky doesn't see well at night.
0: Yeah. Which, which to me, and I'm actually kind of surprised about that a little bit, because it seems like, you know, and I had my struggles growing up mm-hmm. as a kid, you know, it seems like that could have been a good excuse for you to be down on life or yourself. But it sounds like that wasn't the case.
1: Um, I think <laughs> that came a little later when the okay. full diagnosis came. When you finally, okay. Yeah. It seemed more like, okay, everybody's got something there. Right. This is my kind of inconvenience but yet it also there was anxiety not not having a name to it so like after a football game it's like okay how much time do I have before they turn out all the lights (laughs) you know but yet it wasn't like I could say to my friends I have retinitis pigmentosa it was kind of like gotcha okay kind of ambiguous thing a bit <laughs> yeah yeah
0: so let's jump ahead just a little bit so you were age of 18 i think you're a freshman in college mm-hmm. when you finally got the the diagnosis let's talk about that and how did you handle when you hear the news like how did you handle that yeah. do, you, do you mind sharing that yeah, with us
1: sure um Well, I handled it first by kind of going into some denial, (laughs) I think, (laughs) but um, (laughs) I went into a neurologist because my hands were going numb and he put his fingers out, you know, just doing the routine, Mm -hmm. fingers out, how many fingers? And I couldn't see, I didn't, I couldn't see fingers out here. Okay. And, um, so he immediately, you know, called my parents in, went back to the, Doctor went to UCLA Medical Center, and it was confirmed that I had retinitis okay. pigmentosa. So at that point, um, I was a freshman, you know, whole world ahead uh-huh. of me. Yeah. But um, I remember I went to an institute dance that night, okay, and was um, really drawn to one guy. And um, <laughs> who, who I'm just to to be you <laughs> now? <laughs> and I remember telling him, I have something, you know, written in my journal. I've got it spelled wrong, and uh-huh. um, <laughs> you know, it explains why I don't see well at night. And you think this was like long before you could do a Google search right. or anything,
0: You're right? And
1: so while I'm <laughs> there, my parents are up at the library trying to trying to study, trying to learn what their daughter's future was. Um and I was falling in love.
0: Right. And
1: so <laughs> I was able and I and I kind of I was I was able to recognize who who kind of was a the steady forces mm-hmm. for me. I mean right. we were I was dating different guys. It wasn't like we were Going exclusive, exclusive or, or anything, right. but um, I it was kind of just interesting to observe different people's responses as I started telling them that that was part of my future, right? And um,
0: and what was let's when you heard was the diagnosis that the, did they tell you that day that you're gonna eventually be blind, right? So they did yeah. give you the whole picture of and this is what uh, you're up against, yeah, okay.
1: And and they threw out the um, age of thirty, mm. which at eighteen that still seemed.
0: Yeah, that's for old people. That's down the road. <laughs> thirty, my
1: goodness. So yeah. um, it it didn't really it didn't really sink in. In a way, it it kind of was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Right. That that explains. These different experiences from my childhood on a deeper level, like okay, I'm not clumsy.
0: Yeah,
1: I just have a eye condition. I don't. That's why I walked past that guy and didn't. You know, I didn't see him. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So it was somewhat of a a a relief. I would really say. Okay,
0: that's interesting. Uh,
1: You know, I I, and at that point, I didn't have a lot. I didn't know well many people that were blind. So, you know, you you I remember young women's uh, school teacher coming and talking to us that was blind and oh, okay. So that that made an impact. I remember thinking, "Okay, well, somehow you can do it." Yeah. I don't understand what I need to do, but somehow there must be a way. Yeah. And
0: well, that well, you're very, uh, very active, doing a bunch of stuff <laughs> right now, which is amazing. Um, so, so you meet you meet Steve, and then you know, how did how did Steve handle knowing what you were going through?
1: Steve handled it. Um, how you'd hope, how you'd hope with empathy, mm-hmm. not with sympathy. Like we're a team, you know. Right. Who's who knows what's going to be thrown my way. I'm here for you. I believe in you. Yeah. Um, and I think at that point I didn't, you know, like, that's great. Um, but I'm grateful. Like he saw the big, he saw the big picture. Big picture right. I was still not really taking all that in and what that would look like, but he saw the big picture and was willing to. Go on that ride.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's interesting you say that too. And I, you know, this gets me kind of emotional as you're saying what you're saying. Um, When you say big picture, the way I take that is that he saw you for who you were, not because you're not your eyes, you're not your ears, you're not your arms, you're not your legs. I mean, you know, there's a guy named Nick Vulvichek who was born with Mm. no arms and no legs. You've probably followed this guy. I mean, he's married, has kids, the whole thing. And his wife, Hadn't he's not his arms and legs, so that's not why I married, and that's not why right. I'm with this guy. Yeah, because I know who he is. Yeah, and I think it's fair to say, and Steve's nodding a little bit here, that he saw for you for who you really are. Yeah, and that's powerful.
1: It's so powerful when I don't think I was in that space. So to have right. have somebody believe in you on that deep level,
0: is yeah. Says a lot about the person that can do that, yeah, right, so did you know kind of as things were going like this is the guy <laughs> this is yeah, my <laughs> I mean, I felt good,
1: I felt a little bit younger than I planned on <laughs> being to to yeah. get married, but I also felt really good about yeah i I can do whatever I want to do in life, yeah, with this guy
0: did you so how old were you when you got married? That was good. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um let's say I was 19
0: you were 19 19 so you're yeah. diagnosed at 18 married at 19 which is yeah yeah, yeah I you, mean I'm
1: just figuring life out yeah you're figuring sure. life out
0: Would did you feel a sense of urgency when it comes because you do so much right now I mean like I said motivational speaker health counselor you own your own business a non-profit all these things author did you feel like okay I'm going to take advantage of the t- you know this life's amazing I'm blessed to have it did you feel a sense of urgency to be motivated to do all these things? Did that play a part in it, knowing that you were going to maybe, you know, eventually be blind? Um, I'm just curious. Yeah,
1: I think, I kind of, I guess I want to say yes and no. The word, like, I, it did. I think one of the gifts that RP has given me is to be present. Mm, you I know, love that. you think if, if you get a diagnosis, you're going blind, you can, that can feel heavy. Yeah, for sure. Or you can go to that space and understand it and then make sure you're living in the present, right. knowing that you have the tools to do what you need to do. So I think it um, has helped. I, I don't think I've ever felt haven't ever felt an urgency like, Oh, I need to do this while I have sight or okay. that type of thing. But, that. but also a sense of, um, gosh, let's enjoy each day and yeah. let's, let's not wait till we're retired to <laughs> go yeah. on that vacation, you yeah. know? So I think not from a urgent sense, but also let's, yeah. let's live and embrace life. And I, I think um once I allowed it to be my teacher um mm, like and there that. was definitely that point that shift from um kind of fighting it or dreading it right. or you know yeah for sure to um a day on I mean a, a day on our front porch you know where I'd had to I got diagnosed and kept my driver's license for a little bit longer, restricted, and then turned that in, um, had two young kids, and um, had walked into a stop sign, and so was feeling a little uneasy about um, just getting out, being active, sure, and um, had started mobility training, so I, I knew the tools that were there for me. Okay. Um, but I I sat on that front porch, um, neighbors, you know, driving by, and kind of realized, okay, I can see, I can kind of go. Gosh, I want to drive. I want to. Yeah. I want to be dashing my kids to. Yeah. Soccer or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or, um, you know, I've got this choice, and it was it was a. A real, like, distinct moment. I mean, I think we have lots of those in our lives. But it was one of those where, um, like, there was no looking back after that yeah. in a way. Wow. Like, like, this can, I think I can learn from this.
0: Wow, that's beautiful. So,
1: the kids got up and we pulled out my cane, got on the bus, you know, and had an adventure. Yeah. And really changed yeah. my perspective on I can this can be an adventure. I can learn yeah. from this.
0: Well if you I, and I love what you said just earlier. You said it was a gift. Can we talk about that? Like how has this been a gift to you? And I love that by the way, um, that you're looking at it that way. How has this been a gift for you?
1: Oh my word.
0: I know that's a loaded question.
1: It it is. I mean the um the connection that we have as a couple, um, I think, is incredible. The opportunities we've had, um, the people, the people that I've met, mm-hmm. um, my growth, my, you know, kind of being forced to, yeah. to struggle and to figure it out and find a way um, to allow other people to help me. You know, I think our natural instinct is to resist that. And suddenly I couldn't, I needed a, you needed help. I needed help. I Mm -hmm. needed a way for my kids to get places. And it was before Lyft and Uber. (laughs) That makes (laughs) life so much easier (laughs) now. But you know, I had to, I had to let myself be open to, um, Mm. letting people help me. Right. And, you know i I meet incredible people each day because they're willing to they're willing to open up and help me yeah share their story because I'm in a space of yeah needing that it's um,
0: it's almost like they feel like you're gonna understand because of what you've been going through yeah you'll understand my pain, yeah kind of thing, which makes it understandable why you're a mental health counselor, yeah. Helping yeah. people in that area it's probably pretty fulfilling, yeah, I would imagine for you,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. so when
0: did the uh, so Georgie, your dog here um mm-hmm. so do you call they're called sight dogs did, did I say that um,
1: right seeing eye dogs seeing or, or guide eye, dogs guide dogs yeah, gotcha. there's several schools um okay. I've had three guide dogs, all have come from guide dogs for the blind okay, um just uh remarkable experience. Yeah. You know, talk yeah. about love, service um yeah. from the puppies to the puppy razors. Yeah. whole organization, it's
0: I would imagine you have gonna... a strong connection with with Georgie. I would mm-hmm. I would imagine, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the trust you have to have in the dog as well. Right. Like even, yeah. you know, when before you know, you came in here, you know, I, I took you to another room. And you said, well, the, uh, Georgie will have find my way back. Right, yeah. And, and you did. Yeah. I just thought that was pretty cool. You know, again, this is new to me. And so to see this, you know, listeners, to see her using her your guide dog, it's pretty cool. And uh, just how the I mean, the dog's laying right at my feet right now, <laughs> just yeah. hanging out, having a good time. So I would imagine there's a lot of trust that has to be built between you and Georgie, I would imagine. When you, you know, when you first get the dog.
1: Yeah. Can you talk
0: about that a little bit?
1: I was, uh, sure. It, um, the first, the, my first guide, I was 32, had two young kids, knew that I, you know, needed to get where I wanted to go. So took that leap of faith Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, I think the first time they, they pull you back from a car is remarkable. I mean that you quickly establish trust when they're doing that kind of thing. Right. Not to mention just weaving you around people, <laughs> everything um and they they just they get to know, they get to know you. Their your mannerisms and you just become almost one. One, yeah. Um and you know this morning I caught a little bit of the clip of um them talking about president Bush's service animal solely and just started to cry Mm. because they're describing that bond. It's just, it's been 21 years since I got my first guide and um, you realize each day, you know, their, their job is to get up and to serve and to keep you safe and to just love. I mean, it's an example of Living in such a deep, meaningful way, and they love it. You know, they they put their harness on, (laughs) wagging their tail, and happy about it.
0: Wow, dogs are amazing. They really are. And I have a a a niece who has uh, diabetes, Mm. and she has a dog that will let the mom know that she has low blood blood sugar. Like, does this certain thing with his with the paw on their leg. Yeah. And I'm like, how do they know that? Like they can sense just by that their blood sugar's low. It's the coolest thing. Yeah. And you know life and changing. Life changing stuff and like life saving is yeah, the same right. thing. You think yeah. how many times Georgie's saved your life even. Yeah. Making sure you don't run out into this or that. And it's just a remarkable thing. Yeah. And it was really neat to watch you come in here with him. Oh, yeah. Cool. That's so yeah. awesome. Um, so let's um uh, Let's talk a little bit about your, you know, your business that you have, that you started. Um, let's talk about that and why you got into this uh, field. Okay. you mind talking about that yeah. a little bit? Yeah.
1: I actually got my bachelor's in business. Okay. I was a Sterling Scholar in business. And so kind of, you know, just went into that. Um, was continuing to lose vision or eyesight. Not, my vision was growing. <laughs> in yeah. <way>. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> and Steve and I started volunteering Served as co-presidents of the foundation fighting blindness here in Utah. Okay. And I realized, you know, how fulfilling that was to connect with others, and mm-hmm. um, and I did an internship at the Moran Eye Center. Okay. And so, then decided to speed up the story. You know, decided to get my master's in that, and spent time at the Moran Eye Center. You know, working with sorts of patients you know who had yeah. just gotten diagnosed to yeah. in an accident you know one way or the other their eyesight was impacted and um loved my time there and then um realized it was it was time to kind of do something take it to the next level so <laughs> yeah, to speak right, yeah. and I thought what what is a challenging? Um, you know where would I feel like way that feels challenging, and I realized um, that I didn't know a lot about um, adolescence. Right, you know dealing with addictions and challenges. So I um, contacted Lifeline and um, went through went through the experience of okay. you know might have somebody that's allergic, and how will you um, be able to manage? with right. you can't see and um and and ended up you know i was persistent and um ended up spending several years there and worked in you know with with um clients that had grief loss Uh and got to you know got to connect with them on the sense of what was really brewing you know think about the fire and the smoke what was underneath and um love that and i'm so grateful i'm so grateful that they didn't make it easy and it it kind of helped me really be you know tenacious and say gosh i want this and i can show you that i can do it
0: yeah um, I love that attitude. By yeah. the way, again, I think that's one of the gifts. Weren't
1: going, I wasn't going away.
0: Yeah, and I love that because I think that's one of the gifts that this has been. Is like you're like, no, I, I can do anything. Yeah, I will do whatever I, whatever it takes. And I'll, yeah. you know, they came up with these kind of roadblocks or objections. You're like, well, no, I'll be persistent. Yeah. I'll make, I'll figure this out. Yeah, I love that.
1: I mean, one of my <laughs> quotes I love is, you know, abandon the road is not the end of the road unless we fail to make the turn. <laughs> <laughs> And I, and, like I, I, and I think, that. you know, you do yeah. have to, you can, you can hit up against it or you can go, okay, this, I got to figure out a, a turn, a different way to yeah. do this. Um,
0: wow. I love that.
1: And so, yeah, I worked at LDS Family Services and just, just dreamed of having a practice, my right. own practice. And, um, we actually built our home so that there would be space, you know, no one transportation's Challenge. Right. We sure. we created that, and i I was there for um, little a while, and realized that I really missed. I needed I needed colleagues.
0: Yeah, interaction you know? and stuff yeah, like that.
1: Yeah, yeah. And so, um, Steve, we found an office and started it with me and and one of my colleagues. I was still getting licensed at the time, so I needed. Um, mm-hmm supervisor and um, that's been 13 years ago Okay. so I just kind of let it grow to now where it's 15 therapists
0: Um, that's amazing
1: and I love (laughs) you know I I don't get I just never get tired of appreciating that opportunity you know to do what you love Um, and it's kind of humbling when someone says, you're, you're helping me through this difficult journey to, to feel like you're a witness companioning somebody through a difficult time is a real privilege.
0: For sure. That's amazing. That's really neat that you're doing that and how it's grown from just having the desire and the, the dream of doing it to what you're doing now. That's really cool. You know, again, yeah. a, a great example to all of us. Actually, um, I also I want to get to something else, but before I want to jump back again. I hate to go back, but I want to. You're you're a runner, and if I understand correctly, you've ran the New York Marathon and the Boston Marathon. Yep,
1: I've run yeah. Boston twice, Twice. New York once. Two, yeah,
0: which is incredible. Now eight total from. Uh, did I? Yeah, that's a, that is awesome. <laughs> did you did you break your arms or something running or what happened did that do you mind if we bring that up
1: <laughs> um one of our no we okay. can we'll share <laughs> one of our favorite hobbies is to tandem bike we okay we've tandem all over and had lots of fun lots of fun times um and um we had gotten a new bike in 2000 and, um, it had on clip, clip on pedals.
0: Oh yeah. And okay. so,
1: um, you know, it takes a lot of work to keep a tandem balanced and oh, everything. Yeah. Um, I'd say we're, we're a pretty good team, but, um, <laughs> the new bike I tipped and, um, broken an arm and, okay. um, then like like I've discussed I'm I'm kind of persistent and yes, we you were are. <laughs> we were prepping for the MS150 along okay. a longer ride I'm on the back so um I said Steve I think if you just put a pad we can still we can still ride mm-hmm. you know cuz I'm not steering so I can have my one arm that's right, in a cast
0: kind
1: of, yeah <laughs> um so Probably somewhat reluctantly, you know. He's like, okay. Um, <laughs> ten days later, I, we, we pulled up to our driveway. And because my one arm was in a cast, I kind of leaned the opposite way and tipped us the other direction. Okay. And um, yes, the good thing is I had just felt what a broken arm felt like. So I knew that that one was <laughs> broken. Too. <laughs> so um I spent the summer it was interesting because it was a time when I had kind of lost a little bit more vision and uh, I spent the summer not being, you know, not being able to feed myself. Yeah. Um just
0: Yeah. up and Yeah, there was
1: yeah. um we I got to get my hair cut short because I, you know, just e- easier went, to manage while Yeah, yeah just went went to the basics. <laughs> and um, it was it was a summer of a lot of a lot of growth and yeah. um, I did start start running more during that summer. And, um, and is that
0: kind of what kicked off the running too like to get big more time. involved? Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, and I actually um, placed in my category at the Alessa Bagu run. Okay, and um you know and 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 it was it was kind of a certainly had inconvenience to it, but also a a growing time, like okay, the arms don't work,
0: right. the
1: legs do <laughs> what how can we how can we do this
0: how can we and
1: do this? um grateful that you know. Steve was like, let's find a tether, this bungee cord will Yeah, I was going to ask will you work, how you do that. You
0: use a tether, correct? Yeah, yeah. Like, and then just kind of hold on to the tether? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so She's ju- got one here. She's showing me. Yeah, it's,
1: and it's... Um, hooks around the arms, yeah, it looks like. around one arm and the other, your guide holds on to the oh, other. Okay. And you just follow. Follow yeah, along, okay. Yeah, and so... Um,
0: do you ever take Georgie running with you short, like little short distances. short distance. yeah. not not marathons not long. yeah,
1: yeah, but wow. I think when I think of running and marathon i I mean I have a lot of good good friends, family that have cheered me on for sure, right and i um I, you know that 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 put that belief in me that I could do it, yeah, you know. And I think that's so important. Is be around? No one. I don't recall anybody telling me, "Oh, you, you better not do that. That's not right. safe. Or yeah. you might get hurt." It's like the people that were around me were saying, "Okay, go for it." And yeah. you know, well, have you thought about running a marathon? Have you thought about trying to qualify for Boston? And um, you're like, <laughs> and I think that's so powerful. Yeah. You know, like we can believe those things, but then to have people around us that are reminding us you can do this. Yeah. And you're like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then you go out and do it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I love it. You're speaking my language when you say belief, (laughs) because beliefs are powerful, good and bad. Right. Right. And it's so remarkable listening to your story as I'm sitting here, just listening to how you've handled this whole thing and how it's like you said, it's been a gift and, you know, and, and the beliefs that you have formed around this and just never giving up and, like, well, no, I, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to make this happen. It's, it's truly remarkable, yeah. actually. Um, if I, I wanted to ask you kind of a maybe a tougher question, if if one of our listeners is out there who's struggling with, the, with anything, like even if it's, maybe they have their own disability on some level or an addiction or they're just feeling down about life or they don't believe in themselves, what's some advice that you Becky could give them that that maybe listening to, that would help them out?
1: Yeah. Boy, you know, I instantly describe that. I just feel empathy to start with because right. life is hard. Mm-hmm. Um, we go through tough stuff. And so to know that you're you're not alone, you know, that there's somebody out there that can start, that's on your team. And I think it's hard to reach out. Right. You know, when we feel alone. We It's hard. And I think... Um, it's a reminder for us to watch for people that are struggling,
0: yeah,
1: and be that person for them. You I know, like that a I'm lot. so grateful for the people that, when I've had struggle times, that that recognized, you know, yeah. and, and reached out to me. And so I think um, to know that you're not alone and that that you matter, yeah, and that you're enough. Yeah, you know, I think that's for me. That was so freeing to shift. To just kind of be in that space, like, I'm okay. Yeah. I'm enough, Mm -hmm. you know, and and sometimes losing things gives you that freedom. Yeah. Like, okay, I can't be that super mom. (laughs) Not going to be the mom that's going all over the place. Yeah. So I get to choose what that looks like.
0: Wow. I love what you just said there. Um, Because of what you've been through, actually freed you from a lot of things. Yeah. And that what a great way to, to 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 view that and I just love that. I, I've never thought of it that way until you just said that.
1: Yeah. I mean you think I had you know, people out actually say it, gosh, I don't want to be you. <laughs> and in a in a way that's like, cool, okay, I don't have to try and I just get to I just get to be me. Yeah. You know? Oh and, man, that's beautiful. Um, and what what a what a sense of freedom to yeah. just get to. Yeah. Be who we're meant to be. Yeah.
0: Well, I love what you said too. Is let's, We can even be that person who reaches out to someone who's struggling. And, and I, I want to bring that up again because a great way for our listeners, if you know someone who's struggling, a great way is to have them listen to this podcast actually. Send them the link to this because your story is remarkable and what you're doing with your life, you know, like you look at this mm-hmm. as a gift. I mean, I think when I was watching your video... You talked about how blindness is not a negative. It's you have a wonderful and a great life and we all get to create that, you know, despite what we might be going through. And you've truly done that, you know, and you. what you're doing. Um, I mean, I'm sitting here thinking, what, what am I complaining about? I need to up my game when I'm listening <laughs> to your story. <laughs> I got to I gotta do more, you know. And um, But I love the other part where you said, you know, you're okay. You're enough. There's nothing wrong with you. You know, you do matter. And I think a lot of us get caught in that trap that we don't so at times in our lives, right? Yeah. So, And that's
1: such a lonely yeah. space to be in. Yeah. And I think it's so helpful to realize that, that we're all in, I think we're all in that space at some point. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we've all, I mean, I've been in that space of not liking RP, <laughs> being frustrated <laughs> and... And stuff, yeah. you know, hitting your head on something and going, gosh, this is hard. Yeah. But I think the key is to um, you know, process your feelings, mm-hmm. have that support, be compassionate to yourself and what you're dealing with yeah. and I love it. and move forward. Yeah, you know.
0: So what I mean, you've done a lot in your life, you're still doing a lot in your life. Is there some plans that you've other goals you wanna to reach and to, to hit that you could share with us? You know, like you're going to do an Ironman or something? I mean, <laughs> The what are swimming some of part you? is a little
1: tricky. for I'm, yeah. I'm not a swimmer. Right. But um, we yeah. want to do a lot of biking this year. Okay. want to explore more of the country. I've spent a lot of time running. Right. And um, I love running. But we want to do more biking. Um, I love, I've started some retreats. They're called Daring to Own Your Story. Ooh. And we've done five, and they happen to—they've all been groups of women who are blind or visually impaired. Really, come in from all over the country. Um, Most of them have been up at the National Ability Center. Okay. So they've been—we've been um, done a ropes course, hiked, as well as sat there and shared really hard, difficult stuff. Um, Yeah. They refer to each other as sisters. Yeah, and um, I think so you, when we have that support, yeah. we can fly. And so
0: dare to own your story. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, that's because that's really what you've done. Yeah, Becky, is you've you've owned your story. Yeah, you haven't shied away from it. You've tackled it, and you've done it in a remarkable way. So, is this a retreat you do? Is it like once a year, once every six months, kind of thing, or?
1: Yeah, we've done, like, usually two a year. Two a year, okay.
0: Yeah. And you're still ongoing, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yep, our next one's scheduled for July and Beautiful. probably in the fall. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's incredible. They have, the groups have WhatsApp where they uh-huh. connect yeah. with one another. <laughs> they see each other throughout the year. Yeah, um, that's great. Yeah. So, um working on another book. Nice. You know, my first book was kind of my memoir. You know, right. sorting sharing my journey, and um, so my second book is cultivating your resilience. Mm. Kind of the beautiful. the how tos, the yeah, the things that that help and yeah. Um, so I'm excited. I'm excited for that. And
0: right on. That's beautiful. Just mostly
1: want to give back. Yeah. You know, I I love um helping therapists that are building their practice. Uh-huh. You know, to see their to see them thrive and yeah. grow. And, um, <laughs> so just kind of want to be in that space of helping others.
0: Great. Well, wow, I love it. Wow. You, well, you certainly are doing that. And, uh, you know, you live in an amazing life. Um, again, you're a motivational speaker, author, mental health counselor, wife, mom of two. Um, You've got Georgie here, <laughs> own your own business, and you, you know running marathons and all this amazing stuff. It really is inspiring. And I hope you know that I'm really grateful that you take the time uh, and come uh, share your story to my listeners who will be very inspired by your way of, uh, your, your mindset on life, truly. Beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. My pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> Happy to if be here. if I have listeners out there who want to get to know you better or to know more about you, how would they get to you know? How could they reach out to you even if they wanted to ask you something? Sure. How yeah. would they do that?
1: Yeah. So let's see. Um, Facebook. I'm just kind of starting that growing. Becky Andrews, Resilient Vision. Um, my website is beckyandrews.info. My email um, is lookupmoveforward at Mm gmail.com. So I'd love to hear from any
0: of you. Yeah, very cool. Well, I want to thank you for being on this uh, Belief Cast. Um, You have some powerful beliefs, and it inspires me, and I know it's going to inspire my listeners. We've got a lot of followers now, and I'm so grateful that they get to hear your story. And please reach out to Becky, listeners, if you have any questions for her. Um, if you want to have her come speak to one of your events, uh, she would be an amazing speaker. Obviously you you just heard her story, but there's probably more to it than that. I'm sure we could probably spend all day (laughs) here. (laughs) Uh, I want to thank Steve. Uh, he's just sitting here supporting this whole thing. So thanks for being here, Steve. And then Georgie's her guide dog, beautiful lab, just sitting here just, you know, beautiful. And, uh, anyway, thank you so much. Uh, and I, I want, uh, I'll uh, let our listeners know how to to tap into this and I'll send you the link and uh, uh, we'll get this out to as many people as we can.
1: Thank you. You bet.
0: Thanks so much, listeners. I love you. Thanks for the support. Another amazing guest. I, I'm so blessed that I get to sit across from these amazing people. And so thank you so much and have an amazing day today.